hey, I had an opinion about politics and a whole lot of things going on in the world. I wanted a cool soundtrack, but I'm trying not to get sued. So this is Brian, Mike, and Shane, and this is our podcast. All right, we're back. I know it's been a while since we recorded, but uh, I had a trip I had to do in Florida for a couple weeks, and then Thanksgiving, and the other guys had some stuff going on, so... uh, but we're together tonight to try to record another one, and uh, we're going to figure out what our topic is. Go with it. Yeah, we, there's been a whole lot of stuff going on. Social media, media, all that good stuff. But um, I want to start this thing out in, in a real-life situation that was posed to me uh, last week when I was at work. So I'm talking to one of my good friends, and, and I say that loosely because I don't have a lot of good friends. So... Uh, for those who are my good friends, you know who you are. For everybody else, go to hell. But <laughs> I'm talking to him, and uh, this whole uh, uh, the verdict, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse with the guy, uh, the verdict comes out, and some guys are sp- some people are split whether he was guilty, whether he was not guilty. I, I, we'll, we'll touch on that here, but that's not what this is about. Uh, but after the verdict's going down, and this guy is a white guy, l- let me say that. But he says to me, he says, "You know, Coke." He says, no matter how you think, no matter how you feel, he said, do you think that there is anyone in America or in the world, really, for that matter, that is completely and totally non-racial or or non-racist? And I looked at him for a minute. He says, all of us were raised and we grew up in an environment one way or the other. And even if you were raised in some bad habits that you particularly had to unlearn, I mean, it happens. But no matter who the person is in the back of their mind, they have certain thoughts, whether they act on them or whether they're going to uh, you know, move on those or not. But do you think anyone has any views that views everyone in their world as a complete equal? What do you think about that? Hey. There's one thing that uh, that I've thought about quite a bit about, like uh, if you got a bad feeling about somebody, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'm not saying whether they're black or white or it's the way they look or anything like that, but like just you meet a dude, you don't know him, but, and I know it, it happens to me, I'm assuming it happens to other people, you meet a dude, there's just something you don't like about him, he's slimy or something like it, you know what I mean, there's just something that you don't like. And uh, I ain't saying it's a black or white thing. I'm saying that uh, a lot of the gut feeling you get about somebody sometimes isn't that wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like if you got a feeling, say like an elevator comes down and there's a dude standing in the elevator and you're like, you know what, man? No, I, I'm not getting I on get that. I get the next one, bro. I'm not getting on that <laughs> ride. I don't necessarily, and the guy might be harmless, but I think that's, put into you to help you you know i don't know if you want to take that in a racist way or or what kind of way you want to go with it but uh some people give you the willies man and i ain't and i you know i'm talking about white dudes and so i i think that it's kind of a uh you know what i mean Uh, and people will say well i don't do that and that's bullshit they do do it they do do it so sometimes it's perception i mean any type of communication is like a radio. There's a sender and there's a receiver. I mean, the guy might, I mean, Shane might say something and he and I are talking. And I'm like, Pew, no problem. Somebody 
three feet over might hear it, and they might look at him like, dude, you're a racist. No, that's not how he meant it. That's not how it was. It was taken out of context. So there's a sender and there's a receiver. Sometimes the way people perceive things, I know, and I have, <laughs> I have family right now that everything you say or everything they see is, uh, is a conspiracy against them. Look, look, that, that, that was set up. It's racially motivated. It's racially biased. Nah, dude, you just a lazy piece of shit. <laughs> and also, and also, it's like this, man. I have people that know me that can pretty well say whatever they want to me, mm-hmm. and I laugh it off. Whereas if it's somebody I don't know, I'm like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's, and you can't take somebody's conversation with a friend out of context like that, neither. Like if you're talking to somebody that you that you know and trust and you both know you're playing, you can't take that conversation in a different way. And that's what happens a lot is is people will be uh, joking around and, you know, messing around about different stuff, and, you know, people hear the conversation, and they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. And it's just that this is the way that these two interact because, I mean, I say some messed up shit. Like, <laughs> and I don't, I don't hate anybody, you know what I mean? I, I like it. I haven't met very many people I don't like. I'll just put it that way. And uh, I haven't met very many people I can't get along with. But I say some messed up shit to get laughs. And it that's all oh, yeah, it is. definitely. I do too. Yeah. I say all kinds of fucked up shit. But I think we also live in a generation that's nothing but fucking pussies anymore. Sensitive. Super sensitive. I mean, you can't say nothing. Yeah. I mean, cancel this, cancel well, that. Well, I've... Uh, I've got a whole crew of young men grown up desensitized. <laughs> but but as you say that, uh, how many people are sensitized? Yeah, how many just, growing up? Yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. We live in this state. Think about what's going on out in California. Everybody yeah. be crying. Yeah. And man, I think about it too sometimes is like, uh, like I had it happen to me at work one time joking around with a guy. And he was joking with me too, you know what I mean, as well. Me and him were both... Mm-hmm. on the same page yeah. while it was happening, you know. And I guess that uh, what we were talking about kind of got under his skin a little bit, and he went to the upper management on me, you know. But we were having a cut-down fight, and I definitely won, <laughs> you know. So he goes to upper management on me, and I just told this dude, I was like, look, man, don't talk to me about nothing but work. We're good. I yeah. said, I'm not mad. I'm not, you know what I mean? I understand. I, but I, I see where we are. Yeah, don't talk to me about nothing but work, man. You know, and it was a it was a white dude, mm-hmm. you know, but I guess he got to thinking about what was going on. And, you know, last time I seen him, we were still cool, you know, but it wasn't. You know, the next day I was in the office and they're talking to me about what I said. And I was like, man, <laughs> so you never know. And this this was a this was an old school cat, too. It wasn't no kid that's sensitive, you know what yeah. I mean? And so, yeah, you, you just the, don't know. And, and I say that because um, I had a similar situation happen to me at work and. <laughs> Sometimes, depending upon what's going on, whether it's home life, whether it's, and I hate to say this, but yeah, it, it affects uh, what's going on, whether it's uh, media, has a definite effect on the times that we're living in. I mean, you could say some shit to somebody now, uh, as opposed to, I mean, you say some shit to somebody like 30 days ago when shit was going crazy or awry, and w- without getting too far into it. Let, let, let's say uh, back when, uh, what was that dude that got killed? George Floyd. 
George Let's Floyd. say when, yeah. when all that shit was going down, and so, somebody somebody walks up to me, uh, whether I know him or not, uh, and says, hey, Cope, be careful. The cops are choking motherfuckers out here. Now, right. had Shane said that to me, I'd be like, dude, that's fucked up, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, somebody off the street walk up and say that, I might punch them straight in their shit. I mean, w- without thinking. Um, that's you- what I was talking about. About That's why, like, if, if I said something messed up to you like that, where you know me on a personal level, you'd be like, fuck, dude, I can't believe you. You know, and then we go <laughs> on watching up, football or whatever we <laughs> yeah. were doing. Whereas, like, somebody that don't know you, you'd be like, hey, what, what are you talking about? You yeah. know? But, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's I'm stuttering. What I'm what, what I think I'm getting at through, through, through this whole thing, what, I think what I'm throwing out, and, and you, you guys help me out. Do you think sometimes you can be sensitized to a situation and you can react without thinking? Um. I mean, and this, and since since we're all out here, you know, we out in the middle of the motherfucking street. Uh, this Rittenhouse dude, uh, let, let's just roll right into it. I mean, I think the motherfucker got off. I think that some people helped him get off. Um, and and I say that not saying that you know, dude should have got roasted or anything. I mean, there were some dudes that, that was after him. I think his reaction was a little bit brash and i think honestly i think had a black dude had an ar-15 in the street and shot some motherfuckers they'd have smoked it. black dude got off uh what was it it was this week he got off for killing deputies because his life was in danger it happened this week yeah yeah you know what yeah I mean? sure did sure like, did like right. if you if you have videos man it's hard to to fight what happened you know what i mean yeah but i, and I ain't i can't tell you that you know what I mean? Because the fact is, the guy that it happened to happened to be white. Yeah. So I can't tell you if a black guy would have been there that he'd have got locked up. And I can't tell you that he, you know, I, I don't know. Because the situation was, a white dude is what went down. In my opinion, I think the kid tried to get away. Mm-hmm. He did his best to get away. And after he shot the guys, and it's terrible that they died. You know, yeah. I hear all kinds of stuff about him being child rapist and stuff i don't know nothing about none of that you know i don't know human I did, life i don't human know life. them guys i did, and he didn't know he didn't know him he either. wasn't out hunting child rapers mm-hmm. you know what i mean he shot somebody that happened to be charged like that he shot his attackers yeah Let yeah me say that. so he he didn't know that he was shooting a child rapist so let's not make him a hero because he shot somebody that did something to a kid but what i'm trying to say is he tried to remove himself from the situation and when the situation was done he went to the cops and told them what went down. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And I don't know what else you would do if somebody's got a pistol, somebody's hitting you with a skateboard, somebody's kicking you in the face. I mean, to me, I would if I was on the ground, I would feel like my life's in danger. I mean, and, and I get that. You're going to use whatever means. I'm going home. Yeah. But you bring an AR-15 to a street, and with all these mass shootings and everything else that goes on in this crazy-ass world. I think you also got to add in there that there's a heightened sense. I mean, this is in the middle of the riots. I mean, he knew what the hell he was going into. So, I mean, yeah, I mean. Yeah, but you're going to tell me that it's okay to feel like you shouldn't be on a street in America? 
No, I mean, I get Like, you going to tell me that? Like, like that he shouldn't have been there because they were writing. They shouldn't have been writing, and the state should have squashed that shit. Yeah, I, I blame more of it on, you know, the government not stepping in and just... Yeah, that shit should have right been then. squashed. It should have been squashed. Like, Instead of, you know... Motherfucker, quit well, using see, quit using tear gas and shoot about ten of them. And I guarantee you the situation will change across America. You're going to make me put on my Trump supporting hat. But I, l- l- let me say this. Had the federal government stepped in in the middle of those riots and, like you said, told them, look, use lethal force, whatever you got to do, stop them from doing dumb shit. Now, you, now there are a whole bunch of people that's going to say, Donald Trump made him go in there and shoot some people. Yeah, yeah, he's a white supremacist. It was right yeah. up his alley. And I, I understand why I the government... I feel the way both of y'all feel. I get it. I think the government should have squashed. It should have been squashed, and I don't even want death. I just want it squashed. Hey, this is over. And we have the enough power and force to do that without killing a bunch of people. The government has the money and the resources to have sent people in there and stopped it so people like him didn't feel like they had a need to take an AR-15 into a yeah, crowd. Well, let this let this be a lesson to, uh, you know, you hear all this defund the police shit, all that stuff. If the, if the state is not taking care of people, they will take care of their self. You know what I mean? If the state is letting people burn down businesses and people say, oh, it's just property. That's easy to say when it's not your property. When it's not your million dollars worth of cars getting burnt, Mm -hmm. you know? I don't know if that's how much money they had invested in the cars, but it's not yours. So you can stand back and say, oh, it's just property. Insurance will get it. Yeah, and and if if they don't know anything about, like, big claims, like like how people get fucked by insurances, like... like, uh, Come talk to your boy. I'll let you know how it go. Yeah, and then you've got like like Sandy. Whenever it come up through New York, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Whenever Sandy come up and it dumped all that snow on New York, flooded out all them people. Them insurance companies coming in talking about shit. Oh, your basement was cracked right here. We don't cover that. You know what yeah. I mean. So don't talk about insurance will cover it, and when you ain't never been through it, that's true. You know because because if you don't think an insurance company will find a way to fuck you, you've lost your mind. They don't oh, mind yeah. take, they don't mind taking your premiums. No, but, yeah. Let, let, let me say this. Do you remember uh, some years back, and when I say years back, when we were young, it was a movie with Matthew McConaughey, and he was representing some, some a dude in the South that had got accused of shooting some, some white dudes. You know what movie I'm talking about. I can't, what was it? It had Samuel L. Jackson in it. Yeah. Yeah, they no drug his daughter. Kill. Yeah, yeah t- time, time to kill. kill. That's it. Okay, so he gets to the end, and dude gives his whole eloquent speech and his whole closing argument. And at the end, he says, imagine these guys were white. And I think anybody who's watching that movie recognizes the whole shift. Here's the problem I have, and here's me on my soapbox. Here's the problem I have with America. Land of the free, home of the brave. Is there really, and anybody who says there isn't, is there really a a double standard? And when I say this, I'm not trying to to stir up anything, but I'm saying, is there really a double standard when it comes to justice? Do you know what I'm going to tell you? I'm listening. I absolutely think there positively is a double standard when it comes to justice, but you know what I think that standard is? 
have and have nots. Yeah. You have the money to get off or you don't have the money to get off. That's true. That That's my opinion is you have the money for, you have enough or you have enough publicity on your case, like you know the right people, you know the right people to get off because that, like, if you read about Rittenhouse, he's he, he's like trailer park man. Yeah, you know what I mean. But he had enough publicity. A big lawyer took the case, and he's like, "I'm gonna make my name." You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I think there most definitely is a double standard, but they don't want us to look at the real double standard, which is you either have the money to get out of it or you don't have the money to get out of it. And. Hey, Jay. Uh, <laughs> OJ, OJ, and you know what? I, and, and I've said this, dude. Uh, OJ did that shit. Let, let me say, yeah, just to put that out there, okay? Yeah. Th- there was a cop that was dirty that fucked that whole case up. Oh yeah, okay. And I think later on, maybe years from now, you're gonna find out. And I, I, I'm gonna call it. You can you can go back and play this shit over. I'm gonna call it right now. The fucking judge was dirty. Not not the DA, not the attorneys. I think that they put on the best case they had. Well, I think everything went the way it was supposed to. I think that judge is gonna come out. He was dirty as shit. Well, do you know that? Uh, have you do you know that OJ has a book out about the murders? Did you know this? I well, did so not. If I did it, this is how. Yeah, or yeah. Something. this is how. What is that? And that's, that's Punk real motherfuckers shit. And they, I mean, oh. but but he can just straight up own it now, and they can't do shit about it. Yeah. It's yeah. already been tried. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, if, yeah, he can come out and be like, "Yo, I killed look, that bitch. I cut that bitch." <laughs> he doesn't have to though. Uh, why? Like, like I know one thing: if I had a dead person's bloody sock in a drawer in my house. I'm hung, son. I'm going to prison. You know, we need to do. I, I ain't got the kind of money to get out of that shit. You know how uh, how uh, Randy Moss does the shit uh, on a segment talking about you got Moss. We need to do a segment on this show, and we're gonna call it "Get Somewhere and Sit the Fuck Down." <laughs> I mean, dude, OJ, you got away with fucking murder. Why did bro? you do that, OJ? Cause fuck him, that's why. Cause fuck him, that's why. <laughs> Get somewhere and sit down. That's all you got to do. I mean, shit. Rittenhouse right now. Dude, get somewhere and sit down, bro. That's all you got to do. Oh, you already won. This, well, cat, he, he this won. cat's about to make millions on social media and oh, everything. Shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Because in. I know, like, like, the big word for the right is, like, why do they martyr this guy for that and that? Yeah. But he is most definitely being martyred by the right for what he did. Oh you yeah, know, like, like not even like a day after his, he uh you know got acquitted of all charges and all that bullshit. Uh, he was like on what Tucker Carlson, mm-hmm. like yeah. the next day. Yeah. What what people don't don't realize and people don't know about the justice system is it's not there's a lot that goes into justice and it's not for the government's point of view. It's for your point of view. It's to help you. Um. At the end of the day, people need to say he was guilty of this. So at the end of this dude's hearing, he's charged with certain things. And the jury is only allowed to try him for certain things. Mm -hmm. And it's not, do you think he killed these people? God damn it. We know he killed them. That's on fucking video. But the question is why? Was he just? Was he just in killing? Now, do I think the jury did what they were asked to do? Yes, I do. I think they did what they were asked to do. I think the problem went into it is when the judge told the jury, uh, if you think he was defending himself, 
You have to find him not guilty. And and that's what he said. No problem. So the jury was like, well, shit, yeah, we think he was defending himself. So we have to pull him not guilty. The problem is, it wasn't like this dude pulled a 9mm out of his pocket. This motherfucker drove two hours away with the AR-15 fully loaded, cocked, and ready that he wasn't even supposed to be holding. Motherfucker was underage. Well, see, what I heard, too, was that his dad actually lived there. Yeah. In that town. And he was guarding, wanting to help guard a car lot. Wanting to help guard. And, uh, because the car lot had got burned down the night before. Mm -hmm. And, uh, some guys were talking. And, you know, I mean, to me, like, like, I would never set across from a 17-year-old and ask him for that. Thank you. You know, I mean, that's, that's me. Like, I think there was, like, do I think he defended himself? Yes. Do I am, I'm actually glad that he got off. Like, I am. I I don't care what anybody thinks about anything else. He was being attacked. He shot some people. But, uh. America, uh, you notice that there's two of us sitting at this table that disagree. Where, where were the parents or the guardian, whoever, where was dad? Because I'm telling you right now, I got an 18 year old right now that if he told me he was going to a riot scene with an AR-15, which I don't expect him to make all the right decisions. Yeah. But I will talk him into a right decision right now before he leaves my house. Yeah. Oh no shit. Yeah. Like where where was that decision making at? Yeah. You know, where was the older yeah. person in his life? And and that's why I wouldn't let him go, because one, I wouldn't want him to be in a situation where he gets killed, or have to live with the fact that he took. Somebody's somebody life, yeah, very you true. know, and and I don't think that you should actually be taking people's life over cars, but like I said, it wasn't my cars, you know, what none of that. I didn't have a dog in the fight. It's just me sitting here, but I do know somebody got attacked, and I want to be able to defend myself if I'm being attacked. That that's the only opinions I have about. Like I look at me being in that situation, but I know if I'm home. One of these kids ain't going to be in that situation. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. So that's, I can see where the problems is with it. Like what, you know, how did it get to that? How did it, how did a 17 year old end up in that situation is the big question. Yeah. You know. There, there were some, there were definitely some adults in his life that dropped the ball. Whoever yeah. drove him there. Uh, and when, when they dropped him off, whoever was with him. And I'm going to be. This is this is me talking, all right? If it's my dealership and I got someone with me, underage or not, with an AR-15, why didn't you take, why didn't you get on the roof? Right. That's where I'd have been. I could protect the whole car lot from the roof. And there would be, mm-hmm. to me, like, signs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Protected. You, you come on this property. Lethal force. You've took your life in your own hands. Mm-hmm. You know, let people know what's up. I don't know what the right answer would be, but I know that it's, uh, I would hate to think uh, one of the kids that I have would have to make a decision like that. Yeah. Because I know how, uh, you know how green they are, how new to the world they are. One you know? of my biggest fears, and I tell my kids all the time, the biggest fear I have is that you're going to make a hair trigger decision now that's going to affect you for the rest of your life. Yeah, and anger, and anything. It, and it can very easily happen. Very easily. Yeah. One mistake. Yeah. That's it. And you'll fucking sit there and think about it for years and years to come. Yeah. Well, just think about, like, even, like, going to 
0.8, you know, 0.08. Mm-hmm. Drinking up to level 0.08 and you decide to go home, you know, and it's years, man. It yeah. takes years to get that off of you. Get that off you. You know, and it's just. Shit. And if you think that you walked out of it, let me tell you, that insurance company is going to get that ass, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're definitely going to get it. Oh, that's like uh, the company I work for, a DUI. No, you can't drive a company vehicle for them for seven years, I believe it is. So listen, I got some, uh, I got some Joe Biden shit. We'll throw it out there. Uh, so recently, if you're a federal contractor, you got a big ass raise, right? Taking care of the boys. And, and and I'm not sure exactly how much the raise is, but it's a raise for me. I will get that money, bro. Right. And I, appreciate, I think you should say no. I, I appreciate that money. Let me say that. Let, let me say this. I appreciate that money. But here's the downside of it. If you give everybody who's a federal contractor a raise across the board, basically what it does, I mean, I'm not an idiot. I took economics. It devalues your dollar. So now your dollar is worth less. And you wonder why motherfuckers are soon going to be paying $8 for a gallon of milk. This is where it comes in at. I appreciate the money in one hand, but on the other hand, why give me more money if my money's worth less? Yeah, see, people don't, uh, like, they think they want people to make $15 an hour. Yeah. And I'm for people making more money. But minimum wage is supposed to be for somebody to start out on, high school kids, stuff like that. Then you gain a skill and you you become more valuable through your skills, through what you know. Yep. But what people don't understand is if whenever you force the minimum wage up instead of letting Make, it go up. Making a motherfucker you know, climb the ladder. You know, or just letting minimum wage go up naturally with the cost of living. Because cost of living is going to go up anyway. Mm-hmm. But all you're doing is people are going to be working for $15 an hour and still able to buy the same shit they were able to buy at $7 an hour. Exactly. It don't change hardly none. Yep. You know, so nothing. you didn't... You didn't do anything. You didn't. That's just to say somebody's making more money is not progress. Like it's having, been that, it's been that way for years. Though, yeah. Having, anytime they give somebody a increase in minimum wage, the cost of living goes up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it just balances itself out. Well, see, it's supposed to go. It's supposed to go the other way first. Cost of living's going up. Minimum wage goes up behind the cost of living not wages going up in front of the cost of living. Because when it goes up in front of the cost of living, it just ends up making the cost of living more. You know what I'm saying? I will make a statement. <laughs> and I'm going to get some, some backlash from this statement. First oh, of we all, love backlash. let me say this. I fucking hate Donald Trump. I hate this motherfucker with a passion. You probably hate Donald Trump about as much as I don't like Biden. Yes. I'd say, I'd say it's pretty. But... The motherfucker's right. He's right. If we're going worldwide, if you're American, why would you do things in America to devalue your dollar and make your country worth less across the world? So now people, countries across the world are screwing you and you're letting them and they're not valuing your product or your dollar. Soon, you're going to be one of these third world countries. I can't believe I'm saying this. You're going to be one of these third world countries around the world that are going to be begging for aid. 
Why are you taking care of people who don't give a damn about you? America is, and if people don't realize how valuable it is, but America can absolutely shut the rest of the world out and not miss a beat. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what a lot of people don't understand. And if you don't think there's other people out there that can see the amount of land we have, the power of growth as far as uh, farming and, uh, you know, just the amount of land is enormous. And people can't see that that's valuable to other countries and they will take advantage of us or do whatever they got to do to weaken us so that they can maybe get a piece of it. They've lost their mind. This is it's, where administration comes in. I mean, you got to have somebody with some brain that knows kind of what they're doing now. But let's talk Let's talk well, government see, administration across the board. I ain't even going to go with them being stupid. Like, I ain't even going to go that route. What I'm going to go with is them being bought and paid for. You know, they ain't, they ain't, these guys, they didn't get to where they were in life and go to Yale and all these universities that's hard to get into or what I don't know how you do it. I'm not Ivy League. But uh they didn't go they didn't get in their position because they're stupid. But they're willing to ignore the American people getting fucked because they're bought and paid for. Grease. Grease them pockets, baby. And uh You we, know how much dick I suck to get to the top <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm hearing it still tastes nasty. <laughs> yeah man. It's true. It's true. I mean, and that's my problem with the American people. Each and every, each and every election is decided by one or two issues. And I don't care who you vote for. Really, I don't. But each and every election is bought by one of two issues. Whether it's uh, homegirls lying ass emails. Whether it's... Uh, uh, gay rights, whether it's abortion, whether it's uh, Second Amendment gun rights or freedom of speech, every election is bought by one or two issues, especially in West Virginia. West Virginians will vote for a candidate because they ain't for the gays. <laughs> and that candidate is going to come in and they're going to uh, uh, take away your um, government assistance. Man, well, seventy percent of you motherfuckers are on government assistance. <laughs> yeah. But believe you me, you got uh, people who ain't for gay rights. How does that sound? Well, see, uh, a lot of people would think that by looking at my social media, and you know, it's not hard to figure out that I support Donald Trump. You can look at my truck, and it'll take you just a couple minutes. But uh, you know, people would be surprised about my views on people's decisions and gay rights and stuff like that because I am actually for it. Like, I think that uh, what I don't have the time in my day to worry about two grown ass people fucking sexual preference. That's on you, know, you, bro. You know, I don't. I don't have the time in my day for that. I don't care if, and I think that you should be able to marry the same sex. And this is the only reason I'd say that is because if you love a man. Enough to suck his dick, you should be able to share your insurance with him. Damn right. Damn right. Like, that's love, man, because I ain't sucking no dick. You know what I mean? But I am absolutely for it. <laughs> I sucked his dick. I deserve his health care. You know what? I've never heard it been put so eloquent, but damn the dude's right. 
if you're going to suck this man's dick, the least you can do is pay his fucking yeah. premiums. Yeah, put, it, put him on your insurance, man, because you love that motherfucker. You love that dude. Damn, that, that that's some real shit. That's but, some uh, real life shit. So I absolutely support gay marriage. Mm-hmm. But I, I, and I've told you this before, man, I'm, I'm like a liberal that I just cannot get right putting a vote in for a socialist policy, you know, or, uh, I just, uh, I think capitalism has grew a great country. Yeah. It, you it, know, the country was founded on that, but it's, it can get out of hand. I yeah. Mean, and it can go like, like it, both of them can. Mm-hmm. And whenever you got people up there, that's what's, uh, and you got people up there power hungry. Like, like people talk about money and this and that, and it ain't even about money once they're on a certain level. Power. You know, because they already power. have it. Yeah. It's about power. It's about influence. It's about being able to say, I want this to happen, and it happens. <laughs> Greed is one thing, but power and bloodthirst are even <laughs> more powerful. Yes. You know? Yes. And, uh, I mean, it talks about it in, in the Bible and other religious writings that, you know, I don't know how else to put it besides bloodthirst. You know, that yeah. once you've had it, there's nothing like it. Once, once you uh, get a taste of being able to force another man's hand into doing something he don't like. Well, look at all these politicians that are in their 80s and stuff that are millionaires. All right. They could retire. They're 70, 80 years old. They could retire right now. But they don't. Why do you think they don't? It's not over the money. Robert C. Byrd, prime example. Power. Very much so. So, I mean, with that being said, I wish that I could, nah, no, nah, I ain't going to say that. You know, I wish everybody in America would say, uh, what would the world be like if everybody thought like me? And I will tell you, if the world thought like me, it'd be an even more fucked up place than what it is right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> hey man, diversity and being different is a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing, man, yeah. it really is. Yeah, there's no doubt about but it. But it's hard for some people to embrace that. Yeah. It really is. You could, in the future, be taking a medical treatment for whatever disease you got that was founded by somebody that's gay, mm-hmm. somebody that's black, somebody that's, oh, somebody hell that's white. Oh, no. You know, and uh, how much, whenever they're doing that medical treatment on you, how much does it matter to you Yeah, it, who found it? Like, let everybody have a shot. Let everybody, you know, let everybody mm-hmm. try to live up to their potential. Yeah. It don't, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Like you say, things change when you become desperate. Yes. When, when it's your kid who's sick, you don't care. No. When when it's your wife who needs this treatment, you don't care. When when it's time to eat, you don't care whether uh, this potato that I'm eating comes from uh, things that were grown naturally instead of artificial. You don't care nothing about that shit. Yeah, I know one thing I definitely don't care about is free-range chickens, because those motherfuckers are expensive as shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do they taste different? I don't think so. I mean, the, the wings are the same when I buffalo hey, them. Up. listen, I ain't paying ten more dollars because this motherfucking chicken was happy when it died. <laughs> <laughs> and who are we to say it was happy? Can, can, we, can we flip another subject? Yeah, That, that maybe we wasn't ready for? And Mike, I think you'll like this one. I got a 16-year-old daughter. Oh, God. She's still in school. And I, I, I'll tell you, 
she might not think that she gets enough of daddy's attention, but believe it or not, she gets 85% of my attention because I worry about this child. <laughs> but I'm saying that because how do you how do we feel about kids and tattoos? Kids and tattoos. Kids Don't. and tattoos. When I say kids, I'm thinking 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. No. The way I feel no, about no, it is no, no. Now see, he he's he says one thing. How I'm, do you feel? I feel that uh they can wait till they're eighteen. Yeah. He says enough. I, I honestly twenty one. I'm serious, man. If I would have thought of the stuff that I got tattooed back when I was her age, I I would fucking hate myself right now. I mean, I got random ass tattoos. I got stuff tattooed on me that I like. Every tattoo I have is either a a band symbol or a, a, a something to do with a movie or something like a TV show or something. Most of them is because I'm fans of them. But a lot of my tattoos, I get tattooed whether it's a band symbol or something, because it reminds me of a time period of my life. So it means something to you? Yeah. It reminds me of that time period of my life that I like. You know what I'm saying? It's weird. I'll tell you this. What you need to tell her is, if you are thinking about getting a tattoo that's in, don't do it. Do not. I have tribals on me. And I wouldn't say I regret them, but they wouldn't be there if I wasn't 18 when I got them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, don't tell her to get something that means something to her, something that she likes. Like if she's wanting to get like, uh, you know, some kind of Pinterest quote across her back or some shit. Nah, man. You know? And And the reason I say 21... Because even at 18, 19, 20, maybe even the past 21, the empty bottle. you still, you know, might be up in the air on some of the ideas that you think of. If I could do it all over again, would I change any of my tattoos? No, but I would have thought of them in a better way than how I put them. I, I keep telling her that, that there's a permanency is, is a concept that a lot of kids nowadays don't understand. I mean, you play video games, you can push the reset button and motherfucker respawn. You don't understand when people die, it's permanent. There's no coming back from that. And I, I, I'll tell the whole, whole world my, my tattoo story. I was uh, in a uh, uh, different country in the red light district. And uh, I went in there to get two tattoos. I was supposed to get my first name on one arm and my middle name on another arm because I'm named after my grandfather. But I was so drunk that when I sat down in the chair, I gave the cat the wrong arm. <laughs> so I got my first arm, my first name on the wrong arm. And when that happened, I said, you know what? All right, we done. I, I, didn't, I didn't even get the other one. Um, you know so I... th- after my tattoo story, now do I regret the tattoo? No. Do uh, I regret the situation that I went to get the tattoo in? Probably so. You know, I, I would have like like Mike said, I would have done some things a little different. But I like the tattoo. I mean, it's mine. Well, you know what though? Like I think that's the only way I learned that 
Like I waited yeah. till I was in my thirties before I let anybody tattoo me again, because I was waiting for somebody that could do good work and could do what I wanted and it looked like what I wanted. And I don't think that if I wouldn't have did what I did when I was eighteen, I'd have never thought of tattoos in that way. You know? Oh yeah, I mean the first tattoo I got, I won't say who did it, but like. Uh, that was my first tattoo, and at the time I thought it was great, and I still think the tattoo's great. It just needs fixed, right? Which it ain't really, you know, bad. And I didn't get a tattoo for the longest time until Smoking Guns opened, and uh, there was actually decent people in the area that could do them, and that's when it started. And I said, okay, yeah, I'll say that. I mean, like my son has a tattoo, and I'll be honest with you. I don't give a damn what he says. I don't think it's a good tattoo. Had he waited for me to get off work and I went with him, he wouldn't have got that tattoo. It is not good. The person who did it did not know what they were doing. Now, this same 16-year-old daughter that I'm talking about has a tattoo. And I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome to me. I would have got that tattoo. Well, see, and then my oldest boy... He has an awesome tattoo that I wouldn't have if you paid me. Yeah. But it's a great looking tattoo. Great yeah. Looking tattoo. Yeah. You know, but, and he wanted it. And so I'm good with it mm-hmm. because it's what he wanted, but I wouldn't put it on me if you paid me, but it's a good looking tattoo and it's what he wanted. Now, if you're talking about a bad tattoo versus one you just don't like. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, like I said, I don't like it. He likes it, so I, I, I ain't gonna, <clears throat> I ain't gonna josh him too much over it. But, but I that's think, I think tattoos for one thing. I wouldn't even decide on even thinking about one, or letting your kids get one until they're at least eighteen. I would say twenty-one. But piercings, pierce them. Yeah, they're whenever not they can do whatever the fuck they want to get pierced, whatever you want to. Shut up. Because we just take it out. You get a little, you get a tiny little scarf. Well, like uh, we're talking about permanency. Yeah, permanency. The concept of permanency. The shit never goes away. You remove an earring, it's gone, man. Except mine, dude. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Mike. Mike's earrings. They're permanent. Once you gauge out, bro. that's it. But you know what? Right now, Sophia climbs up in my lap, and, and she's like, "Daddy." What's that dot in the middle of your ear? And you got a dot in the other ear. And you got two dots in this ear. Baby, don't you worry about that. Daddy was into some freaky shit when he was younger. But, <laughs> I mean, dude. Uh, I have a hard time applying the concept of I was young at one time, too. When I was young, I did some dumb shit. You remember Onyx? Slam! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I shaved my head for that shit. Do you remember? You you remember Kwame? Like a good decision. It did. Yeah. It works out now. Do you remember Kwame? Yeah. Kwame. Okay. I dyed my hair blonde in the front for that, dude. I did some dumb shit when I was young, but I have a hard time applying that same thought process to my own children. Okay. I, I can't imagine. Okay. What do you guys think about... We're talking about permanent decisions as a child. Yeah. Right now. It's led into it. I'm going to bring it up. What do you think about a parent 
letting their kid decide to go into a sex change ordeal Ooh. before they're, they even hit puberty. Well, I can tell you I'm an idiot. You guys can take this story however you want about body modification and being a kid. First thing is, is I wanted more than anything in the world for my name to be changed to Conrad. You know, that's what I wanted mom and dad to call me. That's what I wanted to be was Conrad. So one Halloween, me and my cousin, his name is, uh, he might not want me to say his name, but me and my cousin were real into Ninja Turtles. (laughs) Love (laughs) Ninja Turtles, you know. So this Halloween, I'm going to be my favorite Ninja Turtle, which was at the time was Donatello. My cousin is going to be his favorite Ninja Turtle, which at the time was Michelangelo. So we're talking, and we're like nine or ten, and we go in to talk to his mom, my mom, and my grandmother to talk to them about cutting off two of our fingers so we could be real Ninja Turtles for Halloween. What the fuck? You know what I mean? (laughs) So, like, and, and, you know, I look back, I was pissed off when they wouldn't cut my, my pinky and my ring finger off of each hand to be a Ninja Turtle. I was pissed off, but now I'm glad. Yeah, I would be. I'm glad mom and mom and my grandmother and his mom decided that we needed all five fingers. You know, God damn. so all I can give <laughs> is my ignorant white trash version of I want to be a Ninja Turtle whenever I was nine years old. So what if what if these kids want to be a Ninja Turtle? Then when they're grown and their body's all fucked up, they don't want to be a Ninja Turtle. Of course not. Yeah. You know, well, like I said before with tattoos, I think you should be 18 to even decide on that. That makes it not your decision, but their decision. Do you remember the movie Step Brothers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember they got to build uh, bunk beds? Yeah. And after the bunk beds. Oh, it's a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. Why'd you let us us do that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean. Good grief. Especially when it comes to sex change. I mean, you can believe in your mind that this is what I want to be. This is what I was born to be. And I want to, uh, I was born the wrong sex, dude. Can you really decide that before you've experienced life? Experienced life? Yeah. Or, or imagine making a decision. And this doesn't happen to everybody that goes through it. But some people that go through it, after they do it, they live a life without an orgasm. Shit. You know what I mean? Could you imagine living? And I ain't saying that that's the key to life. Yes. But it's pretty fucking good. You know? You know, uh, so, like, I don't, I think that should be an adult decision. And I don't even think it's a 21 issue. I think you got to be at least 27. Because at 21, I was doing a whole lot of reckless shit. <laughs> oh, God. Reckless ain't the word, bro. I don't know what age would be the right decision for that. And I ain't saying there ain't nobody out there that feels like they're trapped in the wrong body. But uh, 10, 11 years old, uh, you nah, ain't making you that decision. No yeah. Nah. That was episode eight of the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, thanks for giving us a shot. Check us out on Facebook. We have a Facebook page called Not Trying to Get Sued. You can message us there with uh, topic ideas. 
Tell us some liquors that you enjoy that we'll try on the podcast. Thanks for listening if you listened.